Coming up on episode 29 of the Saluki Standards Podcast, SIU swim and dive coach Jeff Hansen stops by talking about some of the early returns that his program has seen in his first year. Also, we chat about international competition. Coach Hansen has coached two Olympic gold medalists in his coaching career. Also, the food that swimmers like to chow down on. It's a, a very interesting topic of conversation we'll cover. And also, what's it like to work with your spouse in the athletic department? That's the case for Jeff and his wife, Kate, who works in development and is an assistant athletic director. Before we get going, McAllister's Deli in Carbondale brings you today's podcast. McAllister's located on East Main Street in Carbondale, across from the mall, known for their sweet tea and genuine hospitality. That's McAllister's Deli in Carbondale. It's episode 29 of the Saluki Standards Podcast. Let's hit it. We're recording this at 6 o'clock on a Tuesday, and I know you've had a long day already. A couple of practices, a couple of meetings sandwiched in there. Uh, how many cups of coffee deep are you at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, we're just adjusting, as everybody else is, to a different schedule that, um, that we never could have dreamt. You know, I think you know, look back to, to March uh, 12th or 13th when we were at the national invite we, and things got shut down. We thought, you know, maybe, maybe a couple weeks or a month and we're back up and running. So to be here now, you know, we've, um, my coaches are working hard to, to try to schedule things that work for the athletes, that work for the coaches, that everybody's getting what they need right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's different, and I'm not the only one to say that. I'm sure. Are you a Are you a coffee guy, by the way? For sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a routine uh, probably for the last 15 years or so that I'll get up and have a cup of coffee and go for a run, and then uh, go coach morning workout. Come back, have a little more coffee. You know, go back to the office, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's in it's in uh, it's in abundance right now. These days are long. I'm thinking about the conference meet too. Those are those are long days, and you're you're engaged. I'm sure the whole time, especially as the head coach. How do you stay sharp on those days that are really long? Yeah, I mean, you really got to power up, and um, you know, it's funny. I think, uh, and I, you know, I went through it as an athlete, uh, as a collegiate athlete, and you think, wow, it's it's really tough to swim this three or four day meet. Um, and then as a coach, when you get to to be on the other side of it, you know, you're kind of you're you're living everybody's swim, right? You know, you're invested emotionally in every kid uh, and every swim for prelims finals for three, four days, depending on the format of the meet. And yeah, it's, it's exhausting. It really is. Um, And and coaches will tell you that, but I mean, that's, you know, that's what we live for is to go compete at the, at the big meets and, and see people break through and, you know, have great team performances. So yeah, uh, the coffee intake, doubles or triples during those during those long weekends (laughs) I bet I bet in a way with what you guys did at conference right before everything kind of went haywire with COVID and got shut down uh, was there some sort of validation in your mind for what you guys did in your first year because of how both the men and the women performed at conference this year yeah I think so I mean I think we're, we're definitely on the right track you know last year's team was um, I, I, we had 22 seniors out of 52 on the roster. So it was nearly half the team were seniors. Um, and y- y- you never know how a group like that's going to buy in. Um, and, and they really, 
bought in right away, which was great. It, it, they, they kind of, when you get that buy-in from the upperclassmen who've been around, um, that, that meant a lot. And so, you know, we didn't, we didn't move up in place. We, we stayed second on the, on the women's side and third on the men's side in the Mac. Um, but I think the way we performed, uh, some of the, some of the events and things we focused on, um, relays in particular, uh, you know, the women won both of the medley relays at the, at the conference meet, which, um, been a long time since, since SIU's won medley relays, uh, and, and, and the men's relays performed really well. And, and just some of the events, um, that to me in a, in a college format, you've got to focus on to, to build a team around. And so that was that's my philosophy in building programs. It's something we focused a lot on in recruiting, um, but just in training last year's team and the, and the, you know, the kids that we inherited with this staff. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we went from the, the 50 freestyle, for example, is to me a really key event because um, you know, we've got, we've got freestyle freestyle all the way through in a, in a championship format. And, you know, there's um, a lot of freestyle in relays, a lot of freestyle individual events, freestyle in all the medleys. Uh, so that's something that you can never have too many freestylers. And so it's, we focused on it in training uh, and in, in the 50 free, for example, on the women's side, um, I think the year before they scored zero points. And in, and in this meet, we had two in the final and two in the console final. So um, it's a training philosophy. It's, it's a, it's a team building philosophy. And so uh, we felt really good coming out of last year, for sure. You know, we lost a lot of talent on the seniors, you know, from all those seniors um, and a lot of leadership. And we're very young right now. Um, but that's exciting. You know, it's something that, um, that we're, we're, we're ready to build off of last year's success and, and do it with a lot of new, new faces. The, the relays that you mentioned, that's interesting because obviously there's a, a bigger point total and the conference and some of the national meets that you guys could compete in down the road. Uh, but also kind of that energy of having maybe your entire team up on the pool deck rooting on those four swimmers. How would you describe that environment and that atmosphere when you've got everybody engaged, even if they're not swimming? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, and, and that's the points are one thing, but the momentum and the things you build off of from from a great relay performance. I mean, you can, you can catch lightning in a bottle and have one great individual performer who does great things. Um, but when you put four women or four men up together and they all perform at their best and it, and it goes really well. I mean, um, you know, I've watched, we started the women's meet uh, with the 200 medley relay and a come from behind touch out win to start the meet, start the weekend. And um, that just, that gave us a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. Um, and, when you get to the college level in, in swimming and diving, it's really the first time it's a team sport. You know, I mean, you get a little bit of that in high school, um, but it's a whole different level when you get to, to college and you're, you're, you know, you're the, the name on your cap is, is your university and you're representing an entire athletic department and school. Um, and so it's a really special thing. And I, it, you know, I, I try to preach that to the, to the athletes that being selected for a relay is an honor, you know, and, and, when you're if you grow up in swimming you, you know in the club meets you're kind of you get to the end of the meet and it's a you got to be on a relay and it's kind of a pain um but when you get to this level it's really an, an honor and something that people fight for and um and so yeah and our recruiting efforts that's that's been something we've really focused on you know if we've got if you've got a 400 freestyle relay with four men who need to go a good 100 freestyle i want eight men on my team fighting for that every day you know, it's going to make individual, each individual better. Um, 
it's going to make that relay better and it's going to elevate the whole team. So that's, that's, and my assistant coaches have done a phenomenal job in identifying talent and, and kind of building depth in those areas. And, and that's what we're, we're looking for in the future. I remember that being one of the first things that you stated as a goal publicly when you got the job was, you know, we want six to eight competing for those relay spots with those four spots. And then, you know, even before you have a full recruiting cycle, you go and have some success in the relays. Were you a little bit deeper in those areas than maybe you first realized? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it was just, uh, you know, identifying some kids that uh, maybe could could swim different events or be trained a little bit differently to excel in those events. Um, one of the big key pickups we got uh, at, at the halfway mark through the year was uh, Lucia Romero uh, from Spain. And she really kind of pushed those relays over the top. I mean, we, we knew we had good medleys. We knew we had um, some good freestylers. We had a transfer come in and some of our freshmen that, um, you know, had some, some of those events in their, in their repertoire. And, um, but she really pushed us over the top on the women's side to, to, to win those, those uh, medley relays, you know, having a good backstroke lead off is, is great. You know, it puts you kind of uh, in the running from the beginning. So yeah, some kids that developed um, on our men's side, some of our seniors who were going lifetime bests all the way up until the last meet of their career. And that doesn't happen very often. You know, a lot of time kids kind of, kind of flatten out and, and just ride out the rest of their career. And, um, we had some seniors at the conference meet going going best times, which is great to see some you know kids going out on top of their career. It's interesting looking at your career trajectory as an athlete. You're a long distance swimmer, and then your track record as an assistant is you, you've put two of your athletes into the Olympics and have won golds in shorter distance relays, and you've had some success now as a head coach in a similar fashion. I mean, why, why do you think that is? Why were you the long distance guy before and now as a coach, you've had some success with, with some of the shorter events? Um, I've been really lucky to, to be around a lot of other great coaches uh, who, who, yeah, I mean, I came out of college as a, as a, a, a miler, a distance swimmer, you know, had no speed, you know, couldn't even fake, couldn't even fake anything uh, short. Uh, it was all long distance stuff for me. Um, and then just was, was fortunate to be in a program at Wisconsin for 12 years where I was given a lot of freedom to coach different events and to coach different things and make mistakes and learn from them. Um, and then, uh, and, and with a lot of, of other assistant coaches as well as the head coach I worked for for that whole time. Um, and then moved on to coach back at Arizona for a couple of years, legendary sprint coach there. Uh, Rick DeMott, who uh, has has multiple multiple Olympians and gold medalists and world record holders under his under his watch, and so um, you know I always try to the people I've coached with, been fortunate to coach with, I always try to soak it all in. You know, I don't know everything, and I I, I didn't then, and I still don't now. Um, so uh, then, kind of took a, a turn into D two, where you know coaching staffs are are non-existent. It's a one-man show, and so just dipped right in and. and wrote every practice and every uh, every set for every stroke for every distance for men and women for five years and and that that was a great learning experience you know to where um, I could get to a spot like SIU where we have more resources I've got two great swimming assistants who I completely trust and can turn things over to them but um, 
but just, and I learn from them every day, you know, and I learn from my athletes every day. That's, I think that's what we as coaches need to focus on is, um, you know, learning from your athletes every day and, and getting, being a better coach every day. Um, so just a varied, varied experience, you know, I'm going, this is my 21st year coaching in the NCAA. And so um, I've just been really lucky to be around a lot of phenomenal coaches and learn from them. How are your days different now compared to when you're a division two head coach? Um, yeah, well, you know, just, just having, I think the biggest thing is just having coaches that I can, that I can trust to, to turn things over to and delegate, uh, give, you know, give groups of athletes to, um, where, yeah, with fewer resources, fewer coaches, you know, it it just wasn't, um, I didn't feel comfortable with that. And, and honestly, I'm very lucky here to have the, the three assistants I have, my diving coach, Joy Zhao, who's been here for, this is her 18th year here. Um, you know, multiple, multiple coach of the year awards and all Americans. And, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to know how to coach diving. That's a whole different deal. So as I let her run her program uh, and then between my other two assistants, Yvonne Sanchez and, and uh, John o. Ferguson, I mean, they've, they've each got more, more than 15 years of coaching experience. So that's tough to come by at, at this level, at the mid-major level. I mean, normally you're teaching new assistants and, and, and um, you know, not able to turn over a lot of responsibility, but that's, uh, that's the major difference here is uh, I'm able to, to um, focus on a group that I coach primarily. Uh, I still do a lot in terms of, you know, directing things and, and coaching the whole team. Um, but um, it's great to have people I can trust to, to turn things over to. You've got over 50 athletes between the men and the women. Can you have a personal relationship with 55 athletes? Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the challenges for sure. I mean we're actually at 64 on the roster, um, including divers this year. So it's a big group. Um, it, it's a really a challenge. Well, number one, we've got of the 64, we've got 33 newcomers, uh, transfers and freshmen. So learning a lot of new people, you know, learning a lot of new personalities, um, and having everybody walk in with a mask on every day makes it even that more difficult. So um, that's 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 always a challenge I think as a head coach, you know, is to, to get to know each kid on some level, uh, whether they feel you're the most approachable coach on the deck or not, you know, that's, that's up to them who they feel most comfortable with. But um, yeah, I mean, I try to make the effort to, to, to get to know everybody and do an individual meeting beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, takes about two weeks to get through those each, you know, each time uh, through each, uh, you know, all all the, all the athletes we have. and, and, you know, and then the, the other challenge, then the bigger challenge, I think, is is bringing all those 64 different personalities together and, and making it one cohesive unit, you know, where people are willing to give up their personal uh, sacrifice and personal things for the, the good of the team. Um, and, you know, that's in a year like this, when more than half our team is new here, um, that'll be an even bigger challenge to kind of kind of bring that all together over the coming months. Is that a real thing in swimming clicks? You've got your, you got your divers, you got your long distance, you got your short distance. I mean, is that a real it, thing? It, it certainly can be. It certainly can be. I mean, I go back to my days at, at Arizona as a swimmer um, and I was a distance swimmer, like you said, and, and I didn't one day in my four years um, step a foot in the weight room. I didn't train with a sprinter in my lane for four years. Um, I had a great college experience and, and our coach there, my, my coach there did a great job of, of leading the team. Um, but to me, uh, it's really important that, that we break some, break down some of those boundaries and that our divers feel like they're 
just as much a part of the swim team and, and, um, and that we do things. And now this year differently um, in terms of, of everything as a team, but, you know, in a normal year um, we'll do at least, at least warm up as a whole team every day, Um, you know, and so, just so that you're, you're seeing your teammates that maybe you don't see during the, the main part of practice or, um, you know, some of the, some of the group practices, you know, group sets and things that we do. Um, but yeah, that's, um, try, trying to, trying to, uh, bring everyone together and, 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 um, you know, some of the, the distance kids are going to be good at some things where the sprinters are good at other things. And you try to let, let those strengths shine when you're all together so that everybody feels like they're, you know, they're pulling their weight. There's probably not a one size fits all answer to this, but just from maybe your early days of coaching or when you were competing, how has training changed? Uh, A lot, a lot. I mean, as a, as a, as a distance swimmer in the the early nineties, I mean, it was, we just, it was a grind every single day. It was a lot of, a lot of yardage, a lot of volume. Um, the biggest thing, and I think that that's just, just across the board in our sport is, is the embrace of recovery and, you know, and, and there's an old, still an old school mentality out there for sure. in a lot of places. And, um, I think uh, it's warranted in certain, you know, certain athletes, but as a whole, I mean, we've, we've kind of learned how to, um, embrace recovery and embrace swimming fast a lot and then recovering enough that you can come back and do that again and recover and do it again. Um, because yeah, it's, it, it, the, the, the kind of lineage of this sport has just been get in swim laps, do all, as much as you can. Uh, and, and that I think we're finding is not necessarily the best way to do it. Um, and so that, and then our focus and one of the things that I really, um, I think brought to the program and changed a lot was our focus on strength and conditioning um, power work, work in the weight room that really relates to what we do in the pool. Um, so I think the combination of those things, uh, you know, it, it um, the, the, the kind of old mentality of dual meets don't mean anything. You're, you're beat up, you're tired, you're broken down, just go swim. We'll get through it and focus on the end of the season meet. That's not my philosophy. I mean, I, I want to enjoy every dual meet. I want every racing opportunity to be uh, important. I want to win our dual meets. Um, you know, I'm not, we're not, they're not just a, a box to check. There's something we really can gain a lot from. So it doesn't mean we change our, our training going into those meets, but um, uh, we kind of mentally change how we approach them so that, so that we're, we're racing at a high level all year and then still race faster when it's, when it's conference and, and beyond. I can't remember if it was around the Beijing games in 08 or London in 12, but a lot was written about Michael Phelps and his diet and mm-hmm. how he's crushing a bunch of pizzas a day and getting like 20,000 calories in between his workouts. Do you have any Michael Phelps like eaters on your team? I'm, I'm sure we do. Um, I, I think some of that was probably a little exaggerated, but you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, certainly, you know, our kids, train a lot, even though we've changed kind of the methodology of how they train, they train a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're limited to the 20 hours a week and we try to try to use that to our advantage. Um, and that's another thing that's changed is just the focus on nutrition, right. And our, and our education of, of, of our kids on, well, yeah, you, you can afford to eat a lot of calories, but they've got to be the right kind of calories, the right kind of fuel. Um, you know, we had, 
uh, our, our sports nutritionists come in and do a presentation with our team last year. We've had one of the things we were we did over the summertime, actually, when we weren't together in training, um, was just have our whole team log a week of meals, even though they were some of them were in quarantine, some could swim, some couldn't, some were doing you know running that kind of thing, just to educate, say you know log your meals for this week. We're going to take a look at them and and just kind of help help educate you on on what you're doing right, what you need to what you need to work on to to both fuel your your quality workouts and then fuel your recovery and and uh, so yeah i mean it's that's not to say i'm sure that uh you know coming out of a, a big friday afternoon or something those guys aren't going and going to quattro's and putting down a whole extra large themselves that i'm sure that happens i was gonna ask you what was the most popular response when you logged the meals uh yeah pizza's a big one for sure pizza's a big one um uh what else you know that the ones we don't like to talk about are the, you know, the ice cream and all that, that, um, you know, they can get away with, but, uh, the, the right fuel is going to be better for you. Right. Uh, mentioned before how you had a couple Olympians. So you've been up close and personal with, uh, with some international greatness, Carly Piper at Wisconsin, Alyssa Anderson at Arizona. When you have athletes like that, that you're around and coaching, what stands out? What makes them special compared to, you know, some of the other athletes at the college level that you've had? Yeah, it just uh, just a level of focus and commitment, right? You know, they they um, th- those two are very different. I actually had a, a third a, a, a guy at Arizona, Clark Burkle, who also made the 2012 Olympic team, um, and and just their focus on details, um, their focus on what they do away from the pool. I mean, you know, everybody can show up and train hard. Um, I tell that to the team all the time, you know, what, what are we, how, how are we separating ourselves from Missouri state? You know, why, why are they where they are? And we're just a half step behind, you know, they're not any better athletes. I, I truly don't believe that. Um, the talent is there, you know, at some of that Olympic level with Carly Piper and Melissa Anderson, but just their attention to detail and their willingness to do the, the little extra things to sacrifice things. Um, you know, they, Carly in particular um, wasn't the most talented kid I've ever coached, but no, by no means. Um, but just over her, the course of her, her college career and, and then beyond that, um, she was a world championship qualifier and, and, and such. It was um, just her, her, her work ethic and her willingness to be coachable um, and then take, take, kind of take ownership of her career. You know, I mean, I was there to facilitate as I am here. Um, but each each one of these kids has to take ownership of what they're doing, um, and take stock on why they're doing it, and 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 then commit to the team. And um, and we had great teams at Wisconsin, which helped push her. And the same thing at Arizona with Alyssa and Clark. Um, so there there, I don't think there's truly a, a, a huge gap um, in talent between uh, our team and some of those kids. It's just what are they willing to commit to, and what are they willing to um, I don't know if it's a sacrifice because if you know you reach your goals, then it feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did you go when those two were winning gold medals? Did you I go went. To the I went to Athens. I didn't go to London, um, but I went to Athens. It was a pretty awesome experience. If you're going to go to one Olympics, I think that's the place you got to go, right? I mean, that's 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 the origin. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, um, yeah, it was just a, a really cool experience. Went with uh, my the, my head coach. His name's Eric Hansen. We're not related, but coached together for 14 years. And 
um, yeah, it was uh, to, to see it, to see somebody who uh, I had a chance to develop over, over three years. She was a junior, it was her summer after a junior year uh, when she made that team. Um, and, and just that experience of the night of being on a relay that broke the oldest uh, East German doped world record still standing uh, and, and have a gold medal in her hand was, was phenomenal. It was great. You said it was doped. It was, uh, it was illegally that, obtained. <laughs> the, the, the previous, the East German women's uh, world record from the eighties that was still standing was not, uh, not legitimate. Not legitimate. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. That's great. We've, we've kind of gone backwards here, but I want to kind of go back to the beginning for you. Uh, how did swimming become your thing? Did somebody just throw you in a pool and say, swim some laps or, or was there something else that initiated the love for it? Yeah, I, I started a little bit late compared to a lot of kids, but um, just swim lessons growing up uh, and then got to kind of the junior high age and, and um, you know, was uh, taking some lessons and the, the instructor said, you know, you should, they should be in, join the team. And so um, didn't do year-round swimming until I was almost in high school. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was something that, that I kind of excelled at right away. So, you know, kept after it. Um, and got to the college level um, and had done fairly well. But, I mean, the, the, the team I, I walked on at Arizona was fourth in the NCAA championships the year before. So a really, really high-level team that I didn't really have any business being on but was given a walk-on spot. And, um, and then from there, you know, it was the, the, the opportunity my coach gave me, um, what he did for me over my four years, uh, and then following that as a coach and a mentor – I mean, that, that's the reason I coach is to be able to, to give those opportunities and help kids reach their goals, whether they, you know, not very few are going to go on to be swim coaches, but, you know, but I want to help them uh, reach their goals in the, in the pool and then leave, leave SIU with, with a great degree and, and, a, and a, a well-rounded person, a great community member who, who uh, you know, wants to go on and do great things. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's, <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I didn't do this. It's, uh, you know, it's what my passion is. Uh, so going to work every day, even though we've, we've added some workload on practices and things due to distancing issues and, uh, and all that, um, you know, I, there's nowhere I'd rather be on than on the pool deck. We were talking about clicks and, you know, how people kind of fit in together before, since you got into swimming late, what else did you do early in your life that, that could have potentially pulled you away in a different direction? Um, well, my dad was the, the director of bands at the University of Utah and the University of Arizona for 50 years total, uh, retired a few years ago. So was in, it was in the, in the uh, wind ensemble and, and played the trumpet, you know, going through uh, elementary school and high school or junior high. Uh, and then when kind of push came to shove, I, I was probably pretty good at that, but I was a little better at swimming and I enjoyed that a little bit more. So that would have been the other, the other, uh, sort of path. Um, but, uh, yeah, other sports, I wasn't, I can't say I excelled at really a whole lot else. Um, but, but music would have been the other one. We've got a, a washed up brass section here. I'm a, a retired <laughs> euphonium player. Are you? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That would have been the other path. Uh, that's pretty neat. Um, Final one for you. I know a lot of coaches in the department are, you know, either local or maybe they competed at SIU. And I don't know if it was 
some reservations that you had early on, but I think in your opening press conference, you, you joked with Lance Rhodes saying, you know, we're the, we're two of the guys that are coming from the outside to try to get yeah. some things done. Have you started to feel a little bit more like an insider over the past year? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, this, this department and the people in it, um, the campus community has just been so welcoming, you know I mean? I think um, other stops I've had, it's, it's taken, you know, a long time to really feel comfortable with everybody around you and get to know everyone. But uh, I, yeah, I think within, within just a year now, you know, having, uh, my wife also works in athletics, uh, and so you know we're, we're both we're both all in it, and um, uh, it, it's been um, yeah it, it, up until up until things got shut down, no complaints, you know. And I think, but I think um, being a part of this department and, and what we're all going through together, you know, has been really uh, a, a unifying thing, you know, where we as head coaches and and administrators and staff and everybody are, are pulling in the same direction to help everybody get through this and, and have the best season we can and come out the other side, a stronger department, a stronger unit. Um, and, and so I don't know that that happens everywhere. You know, this is a special place that way that people are, are, are super invested, whether you've been here a year like I have, or some of the, some of the people who've been around a long time. Uh, I think we all feel a really special uh, connection with this place and, and want to make it through. I feel like it could work two ways having your wife in athletics. You could either see each other a ton or because you're so busy, you don't see each other as much as people would think. Which, which of the two is it for you guys? Well, definitely last fall and spring when all, when events were happening and, and um, she works in fundraising. And so she, you know, that was, that was the latter, uh, you know, the former where you don't see each other a whole lot and uh, I'm doing my thing and she's doing her thing, you know, since things have been shut down, uh, more or less, and there's no events going on. You know, we at least get to to have dinner every night, and um, but we also try to to leave what what goes on there, uh, you know, on campus when we come home, and, and just enjoy each other and and our two dogs, and uh, and try to try to leave work at work as much as we can. Doesn't always work that way, you know. I mean, I'm invested in, in what she does, and she's really invested in 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 all the sports, but swimming in particular. And uh, so, you know, it, it it's just. Um, yeah, it's a balance, but we I think we found a good balance, and um, yeah, she she does a great job with what she does too. Yeah, no choice when you're quarantined. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's right. no breakaway. <laughs> well, Coach Hanson, really appreciate you taking the time. Um, know it's been a, a crazy day, and you've got more upcoming this week. Uh, speaking tomorrow night, so hope people get a chance a couple times to hear you this week. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that tomorrow with uh, with with uh, a couple other coaches on staff. It'll be uh, a good. Uh, a good, uh, you know, I'll learn from them as we go through it too, for sure. Yeah. Well, nice of you to take the time. It's good to talk to you. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate it.